0: Welcome to issue 34 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and joining me tonight is Daniel. How you doing, Daniel? Great. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm well. And with us is Mike. Mike, how's it going? Good. Good evening. We've got a fun show lined up tonight. Fortunately, Mustafa isn't here again. And we had some folks send in some quotes. So we have another one from the community. Banana Craftshoot from the Side Scheme sent us a quote. So let's give it a listen.
1: Then approach me, coward on your knees. If you have knees, come, cringe before your master, grovel before doom. Is there no end to his strength? He doubles and redoubles his onslaught with each passing second. I must draw near still, and yet... All my power is not enough. My thrust has been blunted. My energy ebbs. My defenses crumble. It is hopeless. I cannot reach him any more than the anvil can rise to strike the hammer. Away, there must be... Ah! The... Thus... Thus falls doom? No no what is pain to one such as i i i will shut it out other men fall prey to the very specter of death when her cold embrace seems imminent they simply swoon into her arms but i i am doom and i i deny you death victor von doom must not die this villainous quote was from Doctor Doom and his fight with the Omnipotent Beyonder. Hope you guys enjoyed that.
0: It was pretty good. Pretty ah, good. Wow. There, we're get we getting some quality quotes here. Done.
2: That was that was really good. I, I felt step that. I felt that. I felt that all the way through me, man. Thank you, Banana Crap Shoot. Yeah, thank you. Wow, it was Shakespearean in its in its in its gravitas. <laughs> Totally. I think
0: of us going to have his work cut out for him when he comes back. So, yep. Yep. yeah. So tonight, yeah, let's let's go on. We got some more good stuff tonight. We're going to start off well, and we're going to keep it going. We
2: we are. So, you know, it is one of our, you know, origin issues, of course, right? Um, but before that, I got a little, little intelligentsia for you lads. We asked a couple questions of the community, and we got thousands of replies, Steve and Mike.
0: And I'm, literally thousands.
2: Literally thousands and i will i will use facts the way certain people in my government use them thousands of replies thousands very very many thousands of very manyness so here was question 1 we asked the people with the arrival of the red uh, the rise of red skull which villain do you enjoy playing against the most so i'm going to we're going to pretend that you guys don't know and you haven't seen this what would what would you have guessed just, uh, you, know, you hear the question, what do you think people would say?
0: I would have went with the new Red Skull. Uh, the
2: actual Red Skull himself?
0: Yeah, the culmination of the campaign box and uh, enjoying the completion of the campaign, that sort of thing.
3: Cool, cool. Mike, how about you? I would say just based on the scenarios themselves, either Taskmaster or Absorbing Man.
2: Wow. Mike, you are the king of the unpopular opinion. <laughs> um, Heretics, all of you. Like like a true villain, you you love what is most disdained. Um of the two, Taskmaster and Absorbing Man, they got one vote between them, Mike. Oh my goodness. No people like absorbing man, zero <sighs> people of the thousands that replied. What is what is wrong with you people? It's yeah. just and uh Steve, I enjoyed
0: I, I liked him. So
2: Steve, Good. really not that many people like Red Skull either, to be honest. Um would you believe majority vote goes to crossbones? I think no. It's interesting. I would not. <laughs> you don't believe it? You deny it? It's you know we can disagree about the facts, Mike. That's what I've learned in this country. So you can decide whatever you want number one to be. Really, okay.
0: Uh, so crossbones is fun. So now we did ask people what their favorite villain is, right? Not if they like them or not.
2: Well, no, yeah, it's which villain you enjoy playing again? Yeah, is the, is the question. So um,
3: I thought crossbones is fun. He's fun. He's fun.
2: I I watched um, him the other night, um, go full auto on uh, Hawkeye and take him out.
0: Nice. You Excellent. got uh wow.
2: eleven icons.
3: Oh. <laughs> 11 <most> icons. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That was a that was a surprising moment in the campaign.
3: I find All the right. Red Skull villains to be they've their scenarios aren't they're different, but they're not. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I lost it, guys.
2: <laughs> That's okay, man.
3: <laughs> Someday it'll show back
2: up. All right. And we asked another question, which was, um, which difficulty do you prefer to play? And again, thousands of people answered. What about you guys? What do you most often play?
0: I bravely play standard a lot of the times.
2: Yeah? Yep.
0: Heroic standard? <laughs> no, just standard. <laughs> um, I would say I'm, I'm
2: pretty 50 between heroic and, uh, or not heroic, between standard and expert. About, about half and half.
3: I play standard solo and then it's 50/50 with other people.
2: Yeah, that's the same for me I think Mike, I didn't think to break it that way but yeah.
0: It's actually the opposite for me. Um my play group likes the standard mode because we don't play as often together. Sure. And then I I'm playing by myself I might play expert more often than I would with the the rest of the group cuz four players we we play four players a bunch and that it can be I don't know, daunting an expert I guess.
2: Well, as villains ourselves, we should applaud the results of the poll, which uh, an enormous majority prefer to play expert mode, which, Fools. which I think I think is the right way to play this game. To be honest, um, it's hard enough heroic. I don't think is. I just wish heroic more interesting than it is. But um, so I think expert is fun.
0: Yeah, and the poll reflects that. You know, heroic yeah. did not get hardly any votes. So no, nope. no, nope. it did get more votes though than rookie mode.
2: That's true. That's true, yeah. and I wonder if that's just because people aren't being honest. They're embarrassed to say rookie
0: mode. How many times have you guys played rookie mode? Zero. <laughs> I don't even know what it
3: is. That's how I think I it's just it.
0: you play card one, right? You play standard, and you play against villain stage one, and that's that. Oh, really? I, I have played it <laughs> one time with my seven-year-old son, and we won. Okay. I, I would hope you did. Yes. Yeah. I the, could uh, see if someone
3: wanted a quick
0: game playing a rookie mode, but with stage three. I think uh, the idea with rookie mode is, you can teach somebody to play. You don't have to dedicate a ton of time to get the feel of the game. This is how it works. Okay, yeah. we beat him. Let's let's shuffle up, build decks, play a real game. Right. Or if you have a seven-year-old who wants to take Spider-Man and just kick Rhino in the face as much as he can. So. <laughs> and then by the time Rhino's dead, he's his attention span has broken, and off he goes.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that's what rookie – it should be called seven-year-old mode. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, play with your kid mode. <laughs> yeah.
2: Squirrel mode. Um, yeah. So, here we are in one of our origin stories, and, you know, once again, we phoned in the best expert we could, Steve, and not surprisingly, <laughs> and so not surprisingly, that expert did not return our voicemails, um, but Mike offered to tell us all about Ronan the Accuser.
3: Yes. Uh, yeah, Steve, you, you said, Michael, you've read Guardians of the Galaxy. You know all about Ronan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no? <laughs> no? well okay i do but actually not from guardians of the galaxy he's actually made a lot of appearances in the inhuman series that i've been reading a lot lately so uh, i know him from that he is in the most recent guardians of the galaxy run but that one's too i don't know it's it's too gimmicky for my taste so i didn't get too far into it so Fardane, i understand you've you've uh, seen him in the animated series so maybe you can give your opinion uh, afterwards
0: as we go sure
3: yeah Okay, so a little backstory, first of all. Otherwise, this isn't going to make sense. So, the Cree, we all know the Cree, right? Blue people mm-hmm. in the movies. The Cree are an ancient species. They are ruled by the supreme intelligence, otherwise known as the supremer. This is a giant brain, usually depicted as a giant green head in a jar, created by the Cree millions of years ago using the brains of the brightest minds of the time. So, he's he has assimilated the minds of the Cree, kind of like this big living computer now. And he's ruling the Kree. Now, in Kree society, which is very warlike, the accusers are the law. An accuser is judge, jury, and executioner. So, they're basically Judge Dread. Ronin was born on the planet Hala, which is the seat of power of the Kree. His origin story is that he joined the accuser corps and very quickly rose through the ranks, eventually being appointed the supreme accuser of the Kree empire. So, Ooh. he's not he's more than just an accuser. He is the accuser. Ronan the Accuser and the second most powerful being in the
0: Kree Empire. Oh, no joke here. and origin story. That, that's all we need. That, that's <laughs> all we need. <can. laughs>
3: so, what's interesting about Ronan? What and about Kree, his issues Kree. with his father,
2: or what about his life being in debt? None of it.
3: Oh. Ronan's thing is that he is intensely loyal to the Kree Empire. You might even say he's fanatical about it. So we, <laughs> he's often thrown in there as the beat stick. Oh, we need the the heroes to to fight something so we're going to bring in Ronin what's his motivation oh some insult to the Kree so he's going to come in and hit them with his hammer Uh, which is it's fascinating really they have all these like Rhino is more intelligent than he looks Ronin is almost more one-dimensional than he looks it's going the other way although they do try to change that later so I'm going to give you some highlights from over the years Uh, All of humanity and we, the readers, first meet Ronin in the Fantastic Four issue number 65, published in 1967. I could barely get through this thing. I don't know if you've read any comics since then, but my goodness. And here I am walking into my translocator, which will transport my matter to the Earth. And then I will walk across the soil and it's, you know, (laughs) show not tell. Apparently nobody told the comic book industry this. It is
0: awful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, i i agree with the early spider-man comics all that stuff doing the the reading for some of these guys and that early stuff i i hear you
3: oh okay
2: well, remember so, in the 60s people your age weren't supposed to be reading these things
3: right oh uh, this, this is true this bad it's bad even for kid standards so anyways in this story the fantastic four had previously destroyed some long forgotten kree sentry that was hiding on earth in retaliation Ronan is sent to Earth to pronounce judgment. So he comes in, he accuses them, and then he fights them. Right? So he's, I accuse you, and now I'm executing you as per your punishment.
2: Now, and- Mike, does he, this. Uh, I'm sorry, to interrupt, but he, he's famously wields a hammer, right? Yes, and
3: that's basically wields- a gavel, right? It, yeah, it's the universal hammer. Right. Um, we'll get to I that. Love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Oh, you got. that? I'm sorry, I didn't. Realize. Well, no, well, forgive me. No, that, forgive that's me. Good. We'll- that um okay <laughs> so being intensely loyal to the korean Fire, i mean that's basically how a lot of his interactions go right he is ordered through retribution to attack the heroes uh so he is often pitted against the avengers and the guardians of the galaxy sometimes the x-men and any slight or perceived slight against his people sends Roy right so it's it's a good way of you know mixing up the story Later on in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, closer to 2018, which is when I think the series starts to take a bit of a dive, uh, he's he's almost like the, a shell of a character. He's kind of gimmicky. He's he's like Shredder in the old Ninja Turtles cartoon. Like, oh, I'll get you next time. Uh, hmm. But he had he was better. They they actually they did some good stuff with him uh, during the the odds. They played a lot with the the tension between. Ronin and the Supreme Intelligence. The Supreme Intelligence is the undisputed ruler, but being a computer, he's often, or computer in nature, he is often giving Ronin instructions, and Ronin doesn't quite understand them properly. Ronin is intensely loyal to his people, but sometimes he has issues or doubts about the Supreme Intelligence. So there's tension between the two to the point where they've often plotted against each other. And at one point, he actually supplants the Supreme Intelligence and rules the Kree. So during his reign, uh, when he's ruling the Kree, he actually enslaves the Inhumans to aid in his war against the Shi'ar Empire. And this is where I first uh, read about him. Eventually, the Inhumans break their bonds and establish themselves as an independent people. And for a short time, the Inhumans actually were the Kree. And there's a a bit of, this is where Ronan starts to change, his character starts to change a bit. They start depicting him rather than just being this one-dimensional villain. Now he is reimagined as this stoic, horrible figure. He is married in a political alliance to a princess of the Inhumans. This is
0: Crystal, Medusa's sister. The Medusa? The Inhuman Medusa. Yeah, not like Medusa from mythology.
2: Okay, can I get a one sentence, uh, who are the Inhumans? This is for our our listeners, of course. I I already know. But, um...
0: (laughs) The Inhumans are... Right? Aren't they humans implanted with like Cree dna who sort of become mutant style uh creatures yeah. and then they're really like slaves of the Cree though right the Cree forget about them then come back to take them sort of thing or something along those lines
3: yeah originally they were developed as weapons for the Cree, and they are born at as human as human in nature and their powers don't manifest until they are exposed to terrigen
0: yeah it's a maiden big Big piece of like the Agents of Shield TV show, oh, cool. and okay. and then they, they're like uh, they are in the animated series for Guardians of the Galaxy, but yeah, they don't come up in any of the MCU
2: and are they ru- are they routinely villainous?
0: No, 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 they are not villainous at all.
3: Well, it, it's like they're a faction, like the X Men. There's some villains among them, but I primarily okay. they're got it got
0: right. Me.
2: They're
0: they're just human, sort of in their. Motivation yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Ms. Marvel is an Inhuman. Oh, okay. Uh, Quake, Daisy Johnson, we have her card. She's Inhuman. All,
3: All right. right. Excellent. Got it. Okay, so so they, Crystal and Ronan are married in a political alliance, and they help each other to really establish law and order among Cree society. So eventually, their marriage is actually broken apart. Black Bolt makes a deal with the Supreme Intelligence, who has come back to, once again, re-supplant himself as ruler of the Cree. Uh, in the politics that follow, uh, the marriage is broken apart, and the Inhumans go back to Earth, and there's peace between the two peoples. Now, this actually hits Ronan hard, because throughout their short time together, him and Crystal actually started to start to love each other during that time. Oh, Yeah, so oh, there's a bit of character to him, after all. Okay, now I like him again. Okay, so at... Uh... Uh, at one point, I had pronounced my love of the 2008 Guardians of the Galaxy, which eventually turns into the Thanos imperative. Th- this side makes sense, honestly. Trust me. That incarnation of Guardians of the Galaxy—they were created by Star Lord to defend against the big problems of the galaxy, like there being tears in the fabric of space-time. And these, this group of ragtag individuals was going to save the galaxy. After the Thanos imperative, Cosmo the dog who is the Russian dog sent into space that is now a psychic. What? Stay with me here. Okay. Yep. This, yep. Uh, now with the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy... <laughs> now they've done he's their- the ruler of nowhere, right? It, I mean- he's the ruler of nowhere, which is a dead celestial's head. Still with me. Okay. After the Guardians of the Galaxy, they're, they're not a thing anymore at that point. So he creates the group that will succeed them called the Annihilators. And this is the same idea, but this time with actual real powerful So it's got the Silver Surfer, Quasar, Beta Ray Bill, Gladiator, uh, one of the Space Knights icon, and Ronin. And Ronin is here as a hero, and they wander around kicking ass. There's two miniseries with them, and uh, that's that's all we see from him for a time. Then he goes back to the the villain role. In the Black Vortex storyline a few years later, this is an interesting one where there's this relic from millennia past... That infuses people with cosmic power that brings out their dark side and makes them uber powerful everyone in the galaxy wants that there's a big galactic war thought fought over that at one point the guardians of the galaxy have this thing and Ronan is sent to steal it and he does and he brings it back to hala causing the some of these so-called heroes to light hala on fire like literally attack it gamora beast and angel they start laying waste of the place And then the Spartans come, and then these other Brood come, and Hala is just being besieged. And Ronin is looking at this, and he's going, i got to save my people. I can use this Black Vortex and get power and destroy them. And the Supremer says, no, I calculated this. We wait for reinforcements. Ronin disobeys. He uses the Black Vortex. He gains cosmic power, starts kicking butt, and in the war that follows, Hala is cracked into pieces. It is obliterated. The Supreme Intelligence is destroyed. Almost everyone is wiped out. The planet is gone. So the Supreme Intelligence was right? Presumably, yes. Yeah, okay. So he goes berserk and, oh, I'm gonna get you everyone who is involved in this. Guardians of the Galaxy, the (laughs) X-Men. We do see Ronan again later on in Death of the Inhumans which was published in 2018. Uh, Black Bolt finds him. He's been captured by a splinter group of the Kree that has come back and they're doing some brainwashing on him. Black Bolt. She tries to save Ronan. Ronan realizes he's too far gone, and he asks Black Bolt to put him out of his misery, asking, please forgive me for all of my past misdeeds. Black Bolt speaks, you are forgiven. And from what we know about Black Bolt, his voice kills people. So Ronan is dead, and he will obviously never come back, right? Right, because dead is always dead in these stories. For all I know, he's already come back. I don't know. (laughs) Let's talk about his hammer. The universal weapon. What does that even mean? In the Annihilation series, yes, where they're kicking ass, they go up against a being known as Dr. Dredd. spelled D-R-E-D-D. Which, yes, folks, this is the second time this episode we've referenced Sylvester Stallone's worst movie. <laughs> so this incarnation of Dread is known as the Living Edge. This is a guy, he's a, he's a sorcerer with dire wraith, sorcery, magic capabilities. He cuts through space-time. Like, he literally cut anything. He slices the Silver Surfer at one Ronan Ronin faces off against him, and he says, I'm going to blunt you with my hammer. And he does. He, he, just, he uses his hammer to rearrange matter at will. His hammer just does this. Whatever Ronin wants to rearrange, his hammer just does it. He just, no grand ritual, no swinging around. He just thinks about it. It happens. So I, I check to see, it, like, what the heck? He's got this hammer that can just... Removabilities. abilities it just i went started going back through the catalog and that's when i found the original fantastic four issue and he does it in that issue right from the beginning this was a this was a power he had it wasn't just something shoehorned for convenience he uses it to just remove the human torch's powers he just does it so why does he even use his hammer as a hammer if he can do that <laughs> yeah um so i guess really at the end of this he's just a guy that likes to hit people well, sometimes you got to use
2: your hammer for its intended purpose.
3: He does say during that scene, you know, this this hammer is capable of transmutating matter. Oh, it's also a giant hammer. And if you want to see the <laughs> artwork for that, we, it's actually on one of the cards later.
2: So if you're going to have a
3: hammer off between him and Thor, it seems like he might win it. I mean, he would just... Why can't he just get rid of Thor's hammer? Right. Can't he just, like, do that? Yeah. Turn off yep. Thor.
0: Yep.
2: How is this guy not... The most powerful being in the universe
3: with this hammer. I, I don't know.
2: Like oh, the-
0: because he uses it only to accuse people, right? He wields his power justly as an accuser of the Kree. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And Ultimate power. It's not ultimately corrupting him. He justly accuses everyone he looks at.
2: Well, that was quite a tall tale you just weaved, Mike.
0: <laughs> um... Wow. Harding, does,
3: that, does that fit, Steve? Like with, what? You, you, you yeah. said that you watched the animated series.
0: Yeah, he, in the, in that one, it's focused on the Guardians of the Galaxy. He is uh, doing his accusing thing, laying judgment on different planets. Uh, his hammer is super powerful. And he dies at one point in that. But through the power of the hammer and nebula he comes back. So there's a point when like in that, I think Drax wields the hammer, um, which is interesting. Uh, and he's working for or with Thanos, which we kind of see in the MCU movies, right? He's working with Thanos and those it's, I don't think the hammer is quite as just like, oh, I just want to rearrange matter. So I'm going to with it, but it is, it definitely has some of those properties in that show. It, it it's, pretty good i mean seems fairly accurate to what you've said oh you know it's a completely different storyline but the core essence i think is there
3: is he still just a beat stick or is there more to him in that show
0: no there's more to him i mean he's a main foil through the show um he does have that fanatic you know mentality so he has his purpose and he's just sort of doing that purpose but yeah, i guess he is kind of a blunt instrument uh-huh uh, nice but i i i I didn't think it was super one-dimensional in that, and it is a you know, 30-minute cartoon. So, <laughs> Well, look,
2: yeah. look at these cards.
0: Yeah, let's look at these cards. How do we get these cards? That's, that's something we didn't mention. How do we get a oh, hold yeah. of these cards? This is, this is a special thing. What packet are these in? How do I buy them? You know what, Steve? You don't uh, have to buy them. I don't have to buy them. No,
2: you don't. You just have to go to the Fantasy Play website and print them off.
0: Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, this it's is just free. A thing they gave us for funsies. Yeah, during uh, virtual Gen Con, here's some virtual cards. I love it. I think it's great. It was really nice,
2: really cool thing. Um, And boy, is this modular set. It uh, shakes up the game a bit. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah. So we have five cards. Why don't we have Mike start us off with Ronin.
3: Mike should tell us about the man himself.
0: Oh, right. right.
3: Ronin the Accuser. The Accuser. Minion traits accuser core elite and kree he has three scheme three attack nine hit points per player
2: oh uh, i'm sorry what was that
3: mike nine hit points per player he is oh i guess he's not more powerful than any of the villains straight up villains we have but he's close he's darn close yep he has the toughness keyword ronan the accuser cannot be stunned i like that yeah. For interrupt. When the villain phase begins, Ronin the Accuser engages the hero with the fewest remaining hit points. He has one special boost icon. Put Ronin the Accuser into play, engage with you. So you can't get away from him.
2: That's my no. favorite part of his card. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. this is, oh, so good.
2: This card is coming out. Oh, he <clears throat> is beefy. Bonkers good. So I, I played against this uh, the, other, the other day with you, Mike, right? Yes. And he was on the bottom of the deck. And yeah. by that time, we had beaten Crossbones up to, a, like, a pulp. And Ronan didn't matter at all. But boy, if he's, like, the first card you draw in a game. Yep. There's oh, just yeah. so little you can do about him. Um, yeah, you have, you have
3: to have aggression. You have to. If you got to pay attention to him. you don't have aggression, what do you do? Yeah, yeah you're absolutely
2: first. right, Steve. You have to pay attention to him. He's moving around the board. That's the other cool thing I like about him. Um, And weirdly, it's like the only time I could ever see anyone ever needing to play
0: Hulk. Just to, uh, yeah. I mean, three scheme, three attack. That's uh, that's no joke. This
2: this guy is no chump. Uh, Can't be stunned. Uh, You're right, Mike. That is a great Mm -hmm. thing. You can confuse him, which, I mean, so you can kind of game Ronan around the board that way,
0: right? Like, outthink him or trick him a little bit yeah
2: um Um, but i just love what he does for i would say like what he does for the players to interact with each other and figure out like the puzzle of dealing with him is a nice a nice little bit of gaming that i admire from that this card
3: generates and lore wise it's perfect he is that tough he is
0: that strong
2: the idea of preying on the weak seems strange but i guess it's to get a little more attention in the game right mechanically
0: yeah. yeah, it gives them a real threat because, yeah, oh man, I only have so many health left. I'm going to hit by the villain, and now Ronan's going to move to me,
2: right? So that makes um, you flip to alter ego to heal up a bit more than you normally would. Um, and you and everyone else at the table have got to think about that,
0: right? Right, because if you're in alter ego mode, he's not going to move to you because he only moves to the hero with the fewest remaining hit points. So, yep.
3: oh, so yeah, it doesn't matter
0: unless everyone's yep. in alter ego. Yeah, then he just stays put. So his boost icon is great. I think it gives a a, a lot of, if you're playing with this and the heroes want to game the system or they want to cheat a little bit, you might see a whole bunch of target acquired, that yep. preparation go in. That, yep. You know, you just can't cancel his boost. He's not coming out. Um, but that's only for those, you know, cowardly heroes who want to deal specifically with Ronan. So. Cowardly is right. Why play
3: with Ronan if you're going to do that? Face him like a man. <laughs> Right.
0: (laughs) You guys think of the nine hit points per player. Do you think that's too much? Do you think it's like do you like the per player effect?
2: No, I I I do. I kind of wish all unique minions were like that. To be honest, I mean the idea that these like big name characters show up with three or four hit points and you just obliterate them upon arrival. Usually these unique villains are a little anticlimactic. This guy is not.
3: I like it because it's something that no one in their right mind would want to deal with, but the set forces you to deal with them, and that's the only yeah. reason I think that works. Like we've yeah. seen some some villains kind of fall off. Oh, something's not quite right. Like Doomsday here in solo. Why would you ever get rid of them? things like that? But in Ronin, it works. Unless you it's draw a more.
0: difference. Yeah, that does feel like there's a difference between him and Modok, uh, even that's if he sure. had 29 hit points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you in a four play game, do you deal with him? Do you spend tw- 27 hit points?
2: No. You right? No, he just wanders around and you deal with the chaos he brings with him. Right? I think at some point, like when he shows up, you and the other players at the table have to be like, you know what? We're not ever touching this dude. Like he's just going to be a part of our game. And you try to manage. Or 36.
0: Him. What I was saying. Yeah. I was saying 27. I was thinking three player. 36 hit points. No, I, yeah. You leave him alone. I think you have to, if you're going to go after him, you got to pile on, right? Just, yeah. But, all right, we're going to do this no ping damage. Or let's just take him out, or are you going to just have to suck up those attacks?
2: But then you take him out, and he just goes to the discard pile. Right. You know, so, so if like, yeah. you leave him in
3: play, I mean, what are the consequences?
2: A whole bunch of damage over time. Segue. Yeah, well, what are the consequences? There are consequences, aren't there? Let's look at his side scheme. That's <laughs> no, good, Mike. <laughs> i wish we were there for you all right
1: <laughs> i know i was um, like geez, geez.
2: <laughs> um so judge jury executioner's name of Ronan's side scheme force response after a friendly character is defeated by an enemy attack place two threat on the main scheme oh it has an acceleration icon and it has a special boost icon Put it into play, just like Ronan himself. Yes, yes. It is. Yep. And it is three threat per player, dude. The thing about this is it has no, no real relationship with Ronan, and that's my problem with this card. I've seen, you know, Miss Marvel herself take out twelve threat in a turn. So this, whatever, you can get rid of this card, no problem.
3: Well, you're most likely to chump block to Ronan because he's stronger than some of those villains.
2: Oh yeah, it'll, yeah. It'll yeah. Block. But I'm just saying that I don't. I don't think the side scheme stays out very long.
0: Yeah.
3: you
2: yeah, know what no. I mean. Like
0: it's it's easy. No, easy to get rid of. You can't leave it sitting there.
2: It can't stay. No.
0: No, and uh, I do like the theme of like with the picture of the hammer. You know, Ronan defeats a an ally. He pronounces judgment on him, and that advances the agenda of you know of all of the villains by you know the the whole you know. He's done what he's been there to do. He's He's got that judge-jury executioner. And, okay, now we're we're progressing the story even further by putting that threat on the main scheme. I think it works theme-wise, though, uh, even if it's not tied directly to Ronan himself, like,
2: well, I, yeah, mechanically. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, yeah, I like this, you know, any character defeated by an enemy attack. Like, yeah. the lowliest of the low could, you know, take out Squirrel Girl, and there's two more threats.
0: Oof. Yeah, Oof. That's right.
2: I just wish it kind of tied with Ronin a little bit in in, in in kind of like a Madame Hydra, Legions of Hydra kind of way. Um, yeah.
0: Um, since Ronin puts himself into play no matter what because of his boost icon, yeah. I, I don't think, you, you know, I guess maybe it could go fetch him or something, but right. there's ways see. to do that.
3: Yeah, I, I thought about that. I'm glad they didn't because if it fetched him, no one would ever kill
0: Ronin. Right, right. This puts
3: just uh, enough of that thought in your head that maybe you'll go...
0: <laughs> yeah, you would end up with the same situation you have with Modoc, right? Why am I going to yeah. kill him if I, he's just going to come back out? Good point. Great point. Well, what about the treacheries that define this, Steve? I, I want to talk about his hammer, man. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to scroll back up to this universal weapon. Uh, although that's not what the card is called. It's called the accused, and it is an attachment, a condition... Attached to your identity. Forced interrupt. When an enemy initiates an attack against the attached identity, that enemy gets plus one attack for that attack. Forced response. After Ronan the Accuser is defeated, discard this card and has a special boost icon attached to your identity. (laughs) (laughs) You just can't get away from these cards. That's the theme here. Yeah. It's so cool because it's, it's kind of Ronan's weapon, but not... He, he pronounces you are the accused so everybody who goes after you gets that boost which every. makes it that yeah which makes it that much more likely that those smaller minions will have a higher attack to be able to kill off your trump blockers to put threat out from judge jury executioner yeah, I, it's it's a good it's a good little cycle it's there it's so good
2: i love this every
0: guy. stupid goblin thrall is now hitting you for
3: oh yeah i love it yeah. <laughs> I... How many copies are there? Just the one. Just one. Right? Oh, right. That's one. I guess it'd be too much, maybe, if there were two on the same hero. and That's why they didn't do it. But well, kind of wish yeah, they
2: yeah. were. Two. they would have to rename it, Mike, because it is the accused, not an accused.
0: Yeah, it does give it a little more uniqueness. Um, although it's not unique, but uh, it
2: should be actually. <laughs> so, but I guess um, yeah. He, if there's only one in the deck, but it doesn't matter.
0: He yeah. accuses everybody. It's it's fine. Yeah. I really like this card. Um, I do. Too. As, yeah, it, it's and the art on it's good too. I mean, that's why it feels like it's his hammer, but it's it's not.
2: He's holding it in a very inefficient way
0: to hammer something. Correct. Yeah, he's just sort of holding it up. I think you know. Like, yeah. You know. Um,
2: I I hope they play with this type of um, attached to your identity kind of card where the bad guy tattoos you with something. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, and really then do. in this in this case. Uh, it makes you want to kill Ronan off too, because that's the only way you get rid of the accused is by getting rid of Ronan. So that gives you a little bit more desire to go kill Ronan off, even if he has 36 health.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or the other players at the table are just like, we got to let that guy go. (laughs) Sorry, accused. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, good stuff.
3: All right. Bring the hammer down. This is a treachery card. That art, if you at home are looking at it, that is, the card art I was alluding to, where he says, I propose to blunt you. Oh, it's also a giant hammer. And he's smacking Dr. Dread. When revealed, Ronin the Accuser activates against the player he is engaged with. If Ronin the Accuser is not in play, this card gains search. How many boost icons do you guys think this has? All of them. It has all of them and more. It has three <laughs> boost icons and one special boost. If this activation defeats a character, deal the first player one face-down encounter card. Eh. Even in our game where Ronan didn't show up, this card did. This card showed up a lot, it seemed. <laughs> there are two copies of this in the deck, and it hurt. didn't it
2: seem like there were more. Oh, that's right, because we doubled the Ronin deck, remember? Uh,
0: that was in our game, Daniel. That was our game, Steve? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, we had a little technical glitch, and there was two Ronans in the deck. <laughs> So it's really hard when you play with two like you what, Ronin.
2: You yeah. think one Ronin is tricky.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why we uh, added the wrong cards in the
3: setup. Um yeah. I lo- I love this card. Love it. Yeah, the surge is a little disappointing in that this could just
0: whiff. Right, but at least it actually it, it, it doesn't whiff, right? It, if Ronin's not out. Um then at least you're going to replace this card. It's not a complete total with sure. Ronan doesn't get to do anything, but um, I like that if we're playing a multiplayer and I draw, bring the hammer down, but Ronan is engaged with you. He's still activating against you. It's not,
2: Oh yeah. Good point.
0: Right. It doesn't matter who draws what, as long as Ronan's on the board, he's going to activate and not just attack. He could scheme. So,
2: Yep. So, you know, like, Back in the day, I loved these three boost icons, but now those dastardly heroes have so many ways of turning those against us. You know?
0: Yeah, those uh, pro screen cards can really do a number on you. Yeah, man.
2: So the Black Widow, like, there's there's just ways. There's ways that they can use our best, coolest thing against us.
3: We'll just have to come at them with nine hit points per player.
2: (laughs) That's right. And keep it coming. So let's talk about the last card in this modular set. This is You Dare Oppose Me, a treachery. When revealed, discard the top five cards of the encounter deck. Each time a card belonging to the Kree Fanatic set is discarded this way, deal that card to yourself as a face-down encounter card. A lot to unpack there. We'll we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, It has two boost icons and a special, like every card in the set. If this activation is an attack, it gains overkill
3: nice so much to love discard the top five cards of the counter deck done good solid yep moving towards that acceleration token
2: great on its own absolutely
0: how often how often are you going to hit one of these cree fanatic cards not very but unless you i don't know it feels like you have a good shot at it at least you know murphy's law <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> it's enough to get those heroes to poop their pants
3: <laughs> but they also get to know what's coming you know, so that's kind of
0: cool. Yeah, but you can't stop it. When you do? Stop the hammer. Yeah. So if if you draw this as your first encounter card, and you discard five, and one or two of them belong to the Kree Phonetic set, they get dealt to you. You're just gonna start revealing them because you're still in the encounter phase. It's you're not like you there. have a round to prep. Yeah. It's gonna just just chain right through. So
3: you could chain to another Dare Oppose me too.
0: Sure. Yep get chained right into ronin so
3: how about that boost effect overkill that's not something we get very often love it
0: yeah and since it's giving you two two icons to start with your villain might be up to a five or a six or a seven attack
3: that overkill will happen yep for Don't sure you hate it when they chump block with a one hit point remaining squirrel girl Wah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i like it when that annoying nick fury's uh defense doesn't matter so much Overkilling him is satisfying. Yep. yep. He'd already done quite enough. Thank you very much. Well, geez, what do you guys think?
0: Great set. Yeah, excellent.
2: I mean, for all of us that grumbled about how easy it was to beat up villains and all that kind of stuff, we need the game to be a little more difficult. This does it.
3: And I like it better than heroic mode for
2: difficulty. Oh, absolutely. This is how they should have been thinking about making the game harder to begin with, I think.
3: And let's be honest, the game will get... This won't look as hard in the future. Give it another cycle or two of cards, and this won't be quite as difficult. So it'll be nice to have this challenge around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, did you notice on the You Dare Oppose Me, Ronan looks an awful lot like Mike? I don't know what you're talking about. I think if you had a cowl on, that's you posing for the artwork. So You know what? I
2: see that, Steve.
0: I really do. I see it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Are you suggesting that I'm an alter ego? But you you could
2: be you could, could be. be could be fascinating. I never put that really obvious connection together before. Huh. Yeah. So, gotta give a letter grade to this modular set. It's totally an A slash A plus. Can we do S? Can we do S?
3: S S tier? Super tier? Super tier? Like beyond the letter grade? They do that for heroes. Why can't we do it for villains?
0: Yeah. Uh, it's this thing I didn't know about until re- playing this game, but yeah, S is better than A some for some reason. So
3: Um I, you know what? Is there
2: an S minus? Sure. Because I'm going there then. This is an S minus modular set. I like it. Well, Mike, where can you even find us? Where where is our secret lair?
0: Hey,
3: we are Critical Encounters. If you want to email us, perhaps you're looking for a reference to get into the evil league of evil. We are <laughs> critical encounters pod <laughs> at gmail.com. We are Critical cutters on Facebook. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Daniel, take us out.
2: You three are guilty of attempted revolution. Treason. So pronounces Ronin, the accuser.